Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. This month, we're highlighting businesses featured in Hawaii Business Magazine's Best Places to Work. In this episode, we're sitting down with Peter Hirano of Servco. Servco was chosen as the best place to work amongst large companies this year and for the past 17 years. Peter Hirano is the Executive Vice President of People and Strategic Initiatives at Servco Pacific, Inc. In his role, he oversees the human resources function for all of Servco's global business entities, in addition to all projects and new initiatives for Servco Pacific, Inc. He is also the president of the Servco Foundation, the philanthropic division of Servco Pacific. Peter joined Servco in May 2017 and has led and continues to lead efforts to increase the effectiveness of the human resources function at Servco. While his primary focus is to increase the human capital support necessary to anticipate the ever-changing needs of the business and workforce environment, his area of responsibility has grown to include Servco's project management and process improvement team, as well as the Hui car share operation. Peter Hirano, you are a very busy man. Well, welcome to the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii podcast. Thank you podcast. for having me. Well, thank you for Appreciate taking the time. You, you wear a lot of hats. I do. It's fun. I have it a good time. Tell us about some of them. Just list. I mean, obviously, HR, uh, people and strategic uh, initiatives is obviously your number one. Yeah. Uh, how, how, does, how does that play out? Well, I, um, that's actually the role I was hired into. Um, so I was hired in, uh, back in 2017, relocated from the mainland, uh, back home, um, after being away for a long time, about 35 years since high school. And, um, so came in and, and, uh, inherited, a, a wonderful HR organization and, uh, have actually then tried to make it better over the course of the four years, make it more effective, uh, made some significant organizational changes, system changes, program changes. Um, but yeah, it's been a great journey. And then last year, actually put up my hand and said, I'd love to have an operation. Um, something that would give me some of that experience of running uh, PNL in an operation. Um, and so uh, got the Hui Car Share operation and I have a fantastic team there. Uh, we're super busy right now um, with what's going on in the economy with tourists coming back and no rental cars. So we're very busy. Um, and then actually have a consulting background. And so as part of uh, kind of a reshape of the organization last year, uh, took over uh, this project management team. So I have a consulting background, uh, done projects for my whole career. And so I'm using some of that consulting background to help us reshape and make sure that we deliver on our projects internally. Um, and uh, yeah, and then the philanthropy, the Circle Foundation, I kind of naturally fell into that. It was one of the things that really drew me um, to Servco, uh, the way that um, they have supported the community and always have supported the community. Um, so I actually put up my hand for that as well and said, I'd love to be involved in the foundation. And Mark uh, Fukunaga, who's our CEO, said, here you go. <laughs> so there's the, there's the foundation. And so um, that's been uh, tremendously uh, fulfilling. Um, getting to know a lot of the great work that a lot of nonprofits do in the organ uh, in in the on the island and throughout the state. So it's been kind of an organic development it for has. you, and yeah. it it 
reminds me, I'm a great believer in that everything we do leads us on to the next thing that we do. And the experience that we might have had 20 or 30 years ago when we wondered, why am I doing this? You find it's so helpful 30 yeah. years on. Do you find that to be true? Oh, it's. Uh, I, I can't even begin to describe how aligned our views are on that. Um, I look back at 35 years of my career, and it's been primarily on the consulting side of the table, working with in the HR space, working with clients. But as I look through the stops that I've made on my journey here, it's all kind of led to here. And it's really amazing. I'm pulling on all kinds of knowledge and tools and experience and connections um, to, to uh, you know, primarily right now improve the HR function, but also to kind of, you know, I've run P&L before. I was at a service provider, had a billion-dollar P&L. So I know P&Ls. But I've never run an. It was a services PL. It wasn't an operation, you know, with uh, cars, and we got to get cars to the right place and get our staff out there to clean them, and uh, and so it's been great learning experience. So I've I've gathered a lot of these tidbits of knowledge and experience over the years, and I I, I really do feel that it's all led to this point. That's um, it's such a great feeling, I think, when we recognize that. Yeah. Like, I, I always feel it's really important to let young people know that because I think, you know, this is the season of graduation and you have a lot of young people out there thinking, yeah. what am I going to do? And I always think that we, we could do a better job, really, of telling young people, it's really okay. Go and do what you're going to do because at some point you're going to look back and say, boy, I'm really glad I worked in that kitchen or, wow, I'm just really glad I did that, yeah. you know, job that I had no interest in doing. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, I, 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 I've actually given that talk to <laughs> university, to the UH. You know, there, there's a program there, uh, best. Um, I forget the, I'm sorry for you folks at UH that I forget the, ac- the name of the, how the acronym spells out. But, um, I, I gave, and I said, you know, you, you don't have to plan. Just enjoy the journey and every stop you have in the journey, you're going to learn something and you're going to be able to pull on that and use it. The next time. So if you had told me 10 years ago I'd be sitting in this spot right now doing this kind of work, I would have probably said, nah, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's a great journey. So enjoy the journey. Now, Servco, as we mentioned in the introduction, has been voted the best place to work, one of the best places to work for the past 17 years. That's really something. I mean, we've spoken to a lot of companies who are voted best place to work, but that's an extraordinary long time. What do you think, I mean, having observed it coming into it, I'm sure you have a clearer picture almost than the people who've been there for 17 years. What is it about Servco that makes them continually an excellent place to work? Um, the first thing that I think about is how values-driven we are. Um, it is probably the most values-driven organization I have ever been a part of or seen or worked with. It, you know, it, it's not... We, we have value. We have four values. Okay, it goes respect. It's in this order: respect, service, teamwork, and innovation. And 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 there are signs on our walls. Don't get me wrong. There are signs on our website, and you see that at other companies, right? You see mm-hmm. all these values and yeah. these wonderful values. But yet, it it that those values bleed into every every decision, every conversation that we have. As, uh, at an executive level, um, as an example, you know, when COVID started to hit last year, it was a year, you know, year plus ago, um, out of respect for our team members, 
you know, we made a decision that we were going to do weekly all-hands meetings because we wanted to make sure that we were transparent with everybody we, in, the, in the form of respect, right? We want to make sure we were very transparent with what's going on in the business, decisions we were making, and why. Um, and we did weekly from March until, geez, it was September or October. We did once a week all-hands meetings. Half hours, half hour at a time, the whole executive committee together. And, and we, and we took questions and we answered them and we were just, and, and it was all done in this form of respect. And when we actually did a survey in October to say, how did we do through this time period? And that was the number one thing that came out. And so we've kept those on. We have, we, we've kept these all hands. They used, we used to have four a year, all hands meetings. There were these big productions with, you know, a table and PowerPoints and all that. This was five of us in an office on a Zoom, mm-hmm. in our own offices on a Zoom call, kind of riffing almost. Mm-hmm. Checking in right? on each other, finding checking out how everyone was doing. And checking in with the team and having us be sure we were transparent. And, and so it, but, but I go back to the four values. They, those values guided our decisions, and they continued to do so. And does that happen naturally? Or, you know, because you mentioned, you know, we see these, you know, we see these acronyms in every company, and every person will say, oh, yes, we have values. We're very values-driven in our company. And we all know that, you know, some are not. I mean, some people don't. And I can think of several companies that, you know, where transparency would be really helpful. But does it organically happen at Servco? I mean, it seems uh, from what you're describing that it's you don't have to think, oh, number one, respect. Okay, how can I respect? It's just kind of naturally there. Most of the time. Okay, good answer. Um, and I, I will tell you, I've been in meetings with, you know, Mark and others where maybe there's a disagreement and we say, all right, stop. Let's look through it through the lens of the values. Excellent. So you do use And so it is a conscious discussion that takes place. I would say most of the time it's generally kind of, or it's there. It kind of, it's just, it's there in the environment and the way we talk to each other and the way we interact with each other. But, but there are times we, we put on a hat and it's been done to me. Is that, would you, would you do that? Would you do that if you, if you look through that through the lens of our values, and it kind of pulls me back and says, "Okay, let's let's relook at it through that lens." And sometimes the decision is different. You mentioned um, earlier about the philanthropic nature mm-hmm. of the work that you do and Servco does, and of how you're able to observe some of the very worthy uh, foundations that are at work in mm-hmm. Hawaii. Talk a little bit about that to us. So, um, so actually, you know, when we think, if you go to our website and you go to the careers page, we actually talk about kind of four ways that we support our employees or our team members, right? We talk about give, we talk about giving, we talk about live, so live well, plan well, and um, uh, grow. And so... We talk about that, and, and that pillar of giving, right, is a pillar of kind of how we think about all that we do for our team and for the community, that pil- pillar of giving. 
And so there are really two forms that we 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 do. And one one I take no credit for, or and I don't think any of a, uh, any of us leaders kind of take credit for. We have a we have a team called TeamServe. It's a team of employees who put up their hand and they say we want to help serve the community. And and they do all of our kind of hands-on coordination of events. They bring forward ideas. They, they, they arbitrate amongst themselves what those ideas, how we, how, how we should go out in the community and execute some of the, uh, those ideas. So we've had, you know, a number of anchor, I call them anchor events that we do every year. We haven't done them over the course of the last year, although they did 10, 11 events last year. I was, I went back and looked. We did 11 events last year. We tend to do about one a month where, you know, a lot of it was virtual. So virtual, the Special Olympics, mm-hmm. virtual coaches. Yeah. So we had a whole team, uh, that team serve, we call them team serve, um, did the coordination and the signups and got people engaged. And we had a whole bunch of people doing uh, uh, the virtual Special Olympics. Um, the um, Habitat for Humanity, we've done builds. We actually, there was a Wahine uh, International Women's Day uh, Wahine build. So we had some volunteers go out into Waimanalo to help build a, build a home. They were all females mm-hmm. because it was international. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. I actually went out and visited them. They were working hard <laughs> that day. Um, so we have Special Olympics. We have the Habitat for Humanity. We have a backpack drive every year um, that uh, uh, is actually, and we do it in memorial for somebody who just really started that and then passed away a few years ago. So we do that. Um, we give we we adopt some schools and give these first graders their first backpacks. That's you know, such it's, a feel good one, so, isn't it? It's so fun. <laughs> the best one. Um, but it, it's all driven by our team members, Team Surf. It's a committee of about 20. There are four chairs. They co-chair. Um, they focus on certain pillars, like youth services is a certain pillar. And so through that, I get to participate. I don't, I don't have to. I show up. I participate. And uh, it's a great team-building thing, and we, we're so anxious to get back to that. Yeah. Right? We're so anxious to get back yeah, to that. Yeah, everyone wants to get back into just really doing yeah. good. And yeah. the, the feeling you get from giving back is, yeah. as we always say, so much and more. And so on the foundation side, so I was to think about, you know, it's been turned to me, this is not my words, but the foundation is really kind of a, it's a legacy of our success as a business. It's a separate entity, or it's not part of ServCo, it's a separate entity, and we provide funding grants to um, uh, to various nonprofits throughout the, so as a result of that, I get a chance to talk to different nonprofits. Um, you know, I'm drawn personally more to, uh, to, to youth services. So I sit on the Boys and Girls Club of Hawaii board and am the vice chair of that. And, um, you know, I get, uh, I get a really kind of personal fulfillment by participating in that. And then also seeing other organizations come through. Many of our team members are parts of boards. We highly encourage it. Uh, of all of our officers, at least, and many of our leaders uh, below our officer level participate in boards, and we support it. Um, but anyway, sorry. Um, but the foundation side, you know, that is that is a legacy of our success as a business, and we're able to use that legacy to then provide support to the community in various ways. 
I think it's going to be interesting as we come out of the pandemic, as we emerge from it and we all get back to doing things. It's going to be very interesting to see how young people are coming out of this because I think we all started to become aware that particularly teens who were just cut off from everything in their normal life um, have been very badly affected. And I don't think we've ever had a situation before where globally young people were so alienated from the very things that they needed so desperately as part of their yes. growth and development. So I do think, and it's probably f- for another conversation, but I do think it's going to be interesting that how we how we get out ahead of that, how yes. we say we are going to have some issues with young people, what can we do for them? I agree, Which, yeah. I, I, agree. I can see you guys filling that need tremendously. We've heard lots of stories about the pandemic, of course, and the effects that it's had on business globally. Can you tell us a little bit about one aspect of your business that was changed because of the pandemic? So one of the things the pandemic did over the course of the year was it accelerated our digital trends. You've heard a lot about it, I'm sure, but our digital, we went digital really quickly. The We have a digital team and they took a year and a half roadmap and condensed it into about six months. And so, you know, going, the ability to go on servco.com and look for a particular, uh, car or a particular model and see pricing and all that and actually start the buying process there that wasn't there a year and a half ago it is there now yeah and it's across all the brands and across all of the stores and across the islands and so it 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 really was a tremendous uh piece of work that the team did so yeah i think all of that not just specific to Hui Car Share. The Hui Car Share, actually, we saw this really steep drop-off because of the tourists mm-hmm. in March of last year. And the team worked really hard to kind of work through and make sure that our residents knew that this was a Hui, that this car share service. So Kakaako, I, I have a, I'm a, I'm a couple with no kids. I have one car and I need a second car because my spouse is going on one where place and I have to go another. Well, you know, we, Built, we were able to pivot and really kind of um, uh, increase the usage of our residents um, over the course of that period. So that actually by October of last year, we were at the same uh, volume level as the pre, pre-pandemic when while the tourists were here. We were at that same level of volume. That's amazing, actually. It was really amazing, and the team did a phenomenal job. Because so, in October, there still weren't tourists There were still weren't tourists. They didn't tourists. come back till March, right? Yes. Till spring. Well, break. yeah, actually, they started to come over the holidays. And, yeah, we saw this explosion in March, um, you know, which we, has some growing pains with it. Don't, don't get me wrong. There's some, there are some, there's some pain there because the team is stretched. We're at this kind of record volume for car share. So we're hustling to get more cars out in the fleet uh, and deployed. As we speak. It's extraordinary, really, isn't it? How it's changed every avenue of business for for good and for challenging and everything in between. Yes. It's been, yeah, it's been quite a ride. Peter Hirano is the Executive Vice President of People and Strategic Initiatives at Servo Pacific. It was really lovely of you to stop by and chat with us. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. It was fun. Good. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. Join us next time for more conversations with Hawaii's business.